yesterday. <laughs> All my travels seem so far away. Now it looks like they are here to stay. Man, oh, was it was it at James's place that one time we watched that the Mr. Bean movie? Um, probably. And, and they're yeah. walking down the street singing that song. <laughs> the Mr. Bean movie. Yeah. Like, not Mr. Bean's Holiday, it's called Bean. Yeah, yeah, the America, the one yeah, where he goes yeah, to America. Yeah. Bean goes to America, the yeah. movie, yeah. And so, like, the like because of Mr. Bean's antics, the main character has lost everything. And he's, like, having this yeah. sad montage to this song. And, you know, and, and he's going drinking with Mr. Bean. And he appears from the side of the screen and goes, Suddenly... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not half that. the man I used to be. Fuck, it's so good. Uh. <clears throat> I'm just looking to see if we had any tweets this re- week. Um, I can't whistle at the moment. Um, we, um, last week we had at Goddamn Robots tweeted us these guesses. Yeah. We got it right. I think we already addressed that on the Child's Play episode. I think we did. We, we selected Braveheart. Yeah, we set, so we set so. Braveheart. Sucks to be you for whoever, however we're on the next competition. If you want a Braveheart, you're probably not going to get it. Um, and we'll probably do an episode on Braveheart at some point. Oh, well now you've spoiled the surprise. Surprise at Goddamn Robots, we're going to do an episode of Braveheart. We were going to do it this week sometime, but that movie goes for three fucking hours. Literally my whole life. (laughs) It goes for literally my life. I sat down... There are bugs with shorter lifespans than the length of that movie. I sat down at about 8.30... Going, oh, I'll be able to watch a movie and then play some video games before bed. <laughs> no, and then I, I you have to you'll I be watching the movie and nine. then getting up for work straight away. Exactly, I, I put the movie on and I'm like, well, I can't do this and do what I want to do with the rest of my evening, so I'm just not going to finish watching it. I mean, the first hour was a pretty good pilot for a for a mini series mm-hmm. for a good replacement to Game of Thrones. Maybe they should do that. Maybe um, they probably already have. In the you know in the ten years the Game of Thrones was running. Also, <coughs> I tweeted out um, that Sam and Kel like for the uh, Sam and Kel discussed the critically panned film MIB International. Yep. And Alex Winter at Blue Room BG who uh, does yeah. uh, Dice, Dice Hard, Hard. Yep. on the video shop. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen it before, we turn movies into board games. We're doing a giveaway on there soon. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Yep. Or Dice Hard is doing a giveaway. Yep. TheVideoShop.com.au for all our current shows. Uh, he tweeted, so I said, Sam and Kel discussed the critically panned film MRB International. He said, how did it pan out? Was it saucy? What's the biggest boiling point? Did it get you guys fired up? He must I'm have fried been... having a nap now. Well, <laughs> he must have like been backed up with dad jokes. He must have had dad say, joke he does have some patience now, so... Uh, um, I mean, I, th- I thought there was only one, and there's another one on the way. No, nah, there's two now. Oh, there's two now. Jeez. That's how long it's been since I've recorded a Dice Hard. Yeah. Anyway, not the point. Um, <laughs> is that is that it for, for tweets and everything? That's it for That's tweets. it for foreign correspondence? Yeah. All right. So, uh, but uh, tweet us next week. Mm-hmm. Um, about, about Braveheart, maybe, or... Nah, tweet us about yesterday. Oh, yes. Talk about yesterday. But also please. tweet us about Spider-Man Far From Home. Yes, that too. Tweet us about whatever movie the next one we do. The more movies that you talk about with us, the more movies we might actually go and see. True. Um, yeah. We're definitely doing Far From Home next, probably. But... Yeah, probably. But point is, we should play the music. Yeah. Yeah, play the music. 
video shop podcast about what you're watching, maybe. I'm your host, Cal. I'm your other host, Sam. And today, we're talking about yesterday. All my troubles seem so far away. So this movie, right? Right. Spoilers for yesterday. Probably the second best movie I've watched this whole year. Absolutely. In some ways, better than the best movie, but... Because it's more of a movie and less of a fireworks display. Exactly, yes. I, I really liked this one. I like this movie a lot! Uh, I thought it was great! I'm so glad that we're talking about it. Like, I, I, this very easily could have been a movie that we just didn't end up seeing. We didn't see most of the big movies this year, I feel like. We never saw, like, the Lego Movie 2. Uh, we never saw, um... We haven't seen a lot of the big... We didn't watch Dumbo or any of the... I was the gonna Disney say, we haven't seen a lot of the, like... We haven't seen a lot of the family movies this year. Mm. We've seen all the big superhero movies, all the big action movies. You know, mm. we saw Men in Black, we saw Godzilla. Mm. All those. But we, you, you, we have lacked a lot of other demographics of movies. Mm. We probably should do a Disney catch-up. Yeah, um, but that's pretty much a, a January tradition at this point. It is, but uh, but that'll, yeah. Almost purely, though, because we won't be able to see Dumbo any sooner than that, probably. Yeah, no, probably not. Not until it comes out on Blu-ray. Also, Dumbo seems sad. Dumbo does seem sad, but, like, uh, apparently Aladdin is getting, like, perfectly average reviews... And is The Lion King out yet? I've heard very good... Th- no, but I've heard very good things about Aladdin. Mm. Like, reviews are bad, but, like, f- audience responses are really positive, I think. Yeah, which is fine, because I think that a lot of people just... They haven't seen it in nearly 30 years. Yeah, so it's like you get to go see a movie you really like with great... You know, great uh, with a great cast. Mm. Like, cool, great. Yeah. I'm really curious to see the genie. Mm. Purely to see if he is... Well, because apparently he's just fine. Like, mm. apparently that's just... A totally acceptable Will Smith performance, which is saying a lot considering some of the crap that he's done lately. Ah, terrible. Anyway. Yeah, we should talk about yesterday. Yes. So you're right. So it's, this is really a refreshing movie we've mm. seen this year. It's getting kind of mixed reviews, which I found sort of surprising. I think Although, that's a British movie thing. I think it does well in certain audiences and not in others. I don't know if it would do so well with... Uh, I don't want to say American audiences, but... It does sort of pan America as a place. Yes. Like, it, like I'd have to check, but I would hazard a guess and say Love Actually probably has mixed reviews too. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it is a very British film. Mm. Well, And even the American actors, uh, like their comedy styling is very blunt. Yes. And it's very dry. In this movie. Yeah. yeah. So, like, Kate McKinnon's character... Is great. Is but great, but she's... Is, she not is American. A, yeah, she doesn't tell yeah. any jokes. And she does what Kate McKinnon does well. Like, Kate McKinnon does that dry humour really, really well. Yeah, she does. Um, so that was a good casting choice. Um, I've never wanted to punch her more, though. <laughs> like, they make all these American characters <laughs> really annoying people. There were a couple. Like, um... Oh, no, he's not American. <laughs> Yeah, so Love Actually's got a 63% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, exactly. Like, and um, Love Actually's considered one of the best romantic comedies ever. Yeah. By people. Yeah. So it, it's one of those things where they just don't, yeah, necessarily mm. work. Well, and Same I think, writer, this is Richard Curtis. Yesterday. Oh, okay. I knew I recognised the name. Yeah, Richard Curtis. Mm. Who also did Black Adder and, like, Mr. Yeah, Bean yeah. and shit. Yeah, yeah. This is... He's, um... It Richard Curtis is British comedy fucking royalty. Mm. Well, And it doesn't feel like... 
like that be like I'm talking about how dry the comedy is, but it's not like black out of freeze dried. No, <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's, there's a little more life it, to it's it. Not than, a, um... It's not as dry as fucking Bob's front yard. <laughs> we, that means nothing to I was anybody. Say, just we we actually recorded this episode of Bob from before the movie's house because uh, we we he had a housewarming party. Yeah, and his how his front yard currently is just sand. Mm. Um, it's a it's amazing. I love it. The problem it is makes that it's going to be easy. It, the problem is that it's going to be hard to like remove plants. Like you actually have to weed anything yeah. that grows there. Yeah. You can't just mow it. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that's not the point. We're talking about yesterday. Exactly. Um so the the, the basic premise is um one night just suddenly suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, um just suddenly mm. All the lights on planet Earth go out. Yep. And then when they come back on, Mm. it's it's different. Did you interpret that as something that happened to the world? Like, in that moment, everyone forgot that the Beatles existed? Because I I interpreted it as, okay, this is one of those is he or isn't he in a coma stories, and how much of it is real, um, and how much of it is him just living out the (laughs) fantasy of becoming a celebrity... You would make and well, and, and the blackout thing was just an excuse to get him to be hit by a bus, right? Like, which doesn't make much sense because if it was in any other film, he would have just been hit by a bus. Yeah, like the, you don't need a blackout to be hit by a bus. No, People the thing do that is, all the, the time. The blackout is this. What I liked is a lot of. <laughs> We're getting into the only sci-fi element of this show, and I love it. Well, they briefly mention a solar flare might have caused it, uh, and yep. they show it like in a news article. But it doesn't really matter. It's just a blackout, and it doesn't because no one has perceived any change except yeah. spoilers, you know, for th- three people we know of. Well, but but also right, it's not just people's memory being lost; it's history changing, literally changing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's some. It's it's almost people being like snapped into two different versions of reality. Yeah. It's like timelines collapsing on each other. Yeah. That sort of thing is going on, I think. <laughs> um, I guess. Yeah, mm. maybe. I mean, it's it's super cool. But what I liked about it is there wasn't really any explanation. No, because it, reminded, it can't work. It reminded me of those old, like, Groundhog Day. You don't see many of those movies anymore where just a thing happens because it does. Yeah. Like, um... And there's no explanation behind it at all. Yeah. Like, uh, what, um... What Women Want as well. Oh, where that... he can read minds for that one movie for no reason. Yeah, yeah he falls in a bath and gets electrocuted in a bath. and he <laughs> It's can always a near-death read. experience that it, does it. It is always that, yeah. Groundhog Day, there's nothing. He just... Because. Yeah. He's a dick. Yeah. That's fine. But I really like that element. So in the original script of Groundhog Day, it was some voodoo shit. Some lady did voodoo on him. Yeah. I like the lack of the explanation because it's, yeah. it's kind of world-breaking. I think it works. Well, because it's the sort of thing that, like, you... People talk about, oh, strange things can just happen, you know? Like, you never know what the, what the future's going to bring. Some crazy shit just happens. Yeah. And when it's, when it's like this, where the entire world is affected evenly, like, mostly, so yeah. that, like... Only Except one person who... experiences it. So it's just them who seems like a lunatic. I wonder if it's like that moment of near death. Mm. Maybe maybe the other two people were also in near death experiences and that stopped the change. 
being implemented. But to see, them. but now you're undermining your own point about yeah, there I not know. being an explanation. Well, I, yes, I know, <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know. But it's like we could live in a world that didn't have the Beatles up until a certain point. Yeah, like the the, the interesting and thing then about we this got is, them and our memories were changed. <laughs> I was going to say we could be living in a world that has been changed. Mm, That's yeah, the thing you, with time travel. You don't know. So don't know. you could live in a world where Groundhog Day happened to somebody. You'd probably never even hear about it. Nope, you'd have no idea. You'd hear some guy thought. And in that way, it's almost more realistic. Yeah, that's true. I I really like this because it does seem to be a phenomenon in these like these weird. Like it's something that you would think could happen in just any British TV show. And yes. it and happens sort of like infrequently in American stuff, but still happens. Yeah. I think yeah, we should bring that back as a as a trope. Just shit happening. Yeah. It just happens and it's okay that it happens. Because mm. like the they like solar flare is the most they give mm. this. Because well, it doesn't matter and there's no way anyone can know. And I like the deconstruction of of that trope almost where in, yeah. in, in like Shaun of the Dead when there's multiple expl- like there's multiple times when you nearly hear an explanation for what caused the zombie apocalypse yeah and then they never and then like he changes the channel or they're like oh, yeah. I don't want to talk about this or like the scene changes like yeah. you just never actually hear the explanation it doesn't actually matter because it doesn't matter yeah and if I have an explanation if it matters to the story. Exactly. It's when people half-ass it and give you an explanation that's shit. Or don't give you an explanation... Yeah, it's or, or half-assing it. Like, there's some stuff where I'm like, we needed an explanation for this to buy it. Or the characters seem to care about finding an explanation, and then we never do. Yeah. Unless it's a story about just accepting things as they are. Yeah. We often don't get a resolution to that... To that urge to find the truth. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, this... Th- this idea of, like, someone... Uh, like, really working hard and wanting success. Yeah. But, like, never actually getting the recognition they deserve until they start doing covers of other people's stuff. Say, I'm not... Yeah, well... <laughs> that, that's, that is a story that real-world, so, actual famous musicians have felt before. Say, real quickly... Musician who isn't that successful hits by a bus, wakes up. Yeah, Beatles never existed. Oasis didn't either, but he doesn't bother copying any of their songs. Fair enough. Yeah, why would you? Because after all, then you'd be Cal, responsible for Wonder. You're my Wonder Wall. Uh, if you'd be responsible for Wonder Wall, that's a fucking atrocity. And after all, man, the amount of hours that I fucking sung that song on the fucking streets of Bendigo. I said maybe. God damn it, Sam. You're um, gonna be the one that saved me. Shut up. Um, <coughs> but I like that there are people out there who can relate to this character of like, uh, of like, because there there are bands who are quite good in their own right. Yeah. But got the most popular doing a cover. Yeah. Like Smash Mouth doing a cover of um, "I'm a Believer." <laughs> yeah. It's like that's what they're mostly known for is I like mean, that and All Star because All Star became a meme in the same movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, All Star was not written for Shrek. No, which made it but successful. Shrek made it successful. Yeah. Um, but then there's also oh, is it, uh, like Goldfinger <laughs> covering 99 Red Balloons. That's like their biggest hit and will always be their biggest hit. Yeah. And they've they've like they've been relatively unsuccessful outside of that. I mean, they've got a good following and I really like them, but 
you know, like th- there are plenty of bands who have seen that where their cover is more like it's the most. It's the most success they've had. Mm. And yeah. like there are bands that are really good that have been able to surpass that, but not very many. Although that's not really what this story. No, 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 no. T- I'm just like I like connecting it to a real world phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, it is an interesting world. What real world phenomenon? Except in real life. That's because people know the songs. It's a familiar. It's why reboots make a lot of money. Yeah, generally. exactly. Yeah. Whereas in this, it's the implication that the the, the songs the Beatles writ, wrote were so mm. timeless mm. that you could publish them in any era and they would be successful. Well, I think there's a little bit of selection going on there because it's the ones that he remembers. Which is interesting as well. Because you wouldn't like them in the modern day if they weren't likable in the modern day. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's true. The Beatles are one of those bands where they just have, they did so much. Yeah, and they varied so much because there was so many there was so much collaboration going on with who was writing songs and yeah yeah like I, I often hear people talk about the Beatles as basically two separate bands with like the weird druggy stuff and then the weird lovey dovey stuff. And how, like, I don't remember, I don't know enough about the band to really say who was who. I think it was John Lennon doing the, the, the crazy mind-bending druggy stuff and Paul McCartney doing the, the just, I want to hold your hand. Maybe, stuff. but like, it was all successful in its own right. Yeah, it? yeah. What, a uh, general curiosity, favourite Beatles album? Do you have one? So, well, that's the thing. I, I'm I'm a fucking terrible Beatles fan. Like, I, I didn't even really start listening to them until I was in London um, we were, uh, I, I was going with my dad to a cricket game at Lords. We were just leaving him there and I was going to go fuck around in the city for a bit. Yeah. And we walked past Abbey Road and there's yeah. a woman standing at the front going, are you here for Ringo's birthday? And we're like, yes. And she goes, cool. You're going to have to join that queue and get your wristband and then come back in a couple of hours. And Ringo, we're going to Skype in Ringo and you can have a tour of, uh, of studio one and two. And I was like, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> What did you accidentally sign up for? Well, it cost us nothing. And we got cupcakes that said peace and love. And we got to see a whole bunch of pianos and like sticker, like masking tape markings on the floor from like, this is where you put the piano. This is where you put the drums. This is where you put everything. This is where you put the microphones. And apparently that's how they did it. They weren't like soundproof studio rooms or anything. It was like a school stadium. Yeah, but they right. just lined things up for, at various distances from the microphone to get the levels right. <laughs> Amazing! It's crazy, and that's just where a lot, like that's where Abbey Road was recorded. It's like fuck, man. But so like we got that for free just because we happened to be going to a Graham at Lords on the same day as Ringo's birthday. Brilliant! It was incredible. So like that's when I really started listening to the Beatles. That was only like a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, that was very recent. So I don't know, like if if people know anything about my musical taste, it's that I really like the happy sounding stuff that's also morbid and weird. So like Maxwell's Silver Hammer is, is, is like one of my favorite songs by mm. them. But I mean, like the Beatles are so ubiquitous. Like you, I heard Octopus's Garden on Play School. Yeah. And Yellow Submarine and stuff like that. So like I knew all this stuff beforehand and I'd soaked a bunch of it up colloquially. Like I'd seen that Mr. Bean movie. Yeah. With, with the song yesterday. In it. And it's like, I just... I don't know what comes from what album or anything. I've just soaked it in that way. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, sorry, I went on a bit of a tangent there. No, that's all right. That's <laughs> just general curiosity. Yeah. Like, do, do you actually have an album that you've liked? I do, and it's Sgt. Pepper. Yeah? Like, which is... That's probably I, fair it enough. It feels obvious, but I remember studying, like... We had to... In high school, we there was, a, there was just a musical assignment where you had to pick one album and study it and, like, report, do a report on it. Right, okay. 
I was like, I'll do the Beatles. I wonder which one I'll choose. Oh, let's do Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Mm. Um, and it's such a weird album. Cause they were, say, is there any connecting <coughs> thread between any of the songs? Like, do yeah, they all sound well, the same? Like, no, the, they, well, not, not the same. They you don't, know. but like a couple of like big ones come from this. So Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds yeah. is on that album. Yeah. And, uh, well, and Sgt. Pepper itself. And, yeah. Um, a Day in the Life, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's from that one. I don't remember now, actually. I should re-listen to it. Yeah. Well, because that's... I, I think but that doing... album, they weren't doing a tour for. Yeah. Or they weren't doing a, a tour soon. So what they wanted to do was, let's do an album that is like we're on tour. It's like the concert experience. Yeah, they, that you can just so they had audiences. Yeah. Like oh, a, okay. Like, they had, like, at the start and end, like, crowds clapping. It's like, they end with a, like, we hope you enjoyed the show. Yeah. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely yeah. Hearts Cup. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, of course. That makes sense. And so that was the idea. Now. Which, but, but at the top, like, you kind of... There's some of that now you mm. get that. But that was... Well, it's like, a, what an idea. It's a pretty time. pretty light theme for a concept album to have. Yeah. Like, and that... Like, that's perfect. That's exactly the sort of well, thing that works well with And the, the clothes kill. they're wearing is the characters. So they're, yeah. they're, they're Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Cup band. They're not yeah. the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, it's great. It's a great album, and that's it's like it's 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 just one of their most iconic albums, which I think. Yeah, like I don't know. I, ne- I should have done some research for this. That's uh, it's fine because we haven't talked about the movie. Well, also because I just I wasn't expecting this movie to be so good. I was expecting it to be just like a bit of a, a bit, and that was it. But they no, actually it... explored this character's feelings about the whole situation really well. Well, and it was it was a lot of like. It wasn't like, ah, uh, the Beatles don't exist, I'm going to steal it. It's like, ah, f- fuck, what's the line? Yeah, uh, yeah. He's like playing it and then he's like, yeah, you know, someone will say something. He's like, hot damn, that's another one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, I loved, yeah, that, because I was thinking as this happened, there's no way I'd remember all the lyrics to, fuck, like if this happened to, to me, the there's no way I would have been able to. There's only a couple of bands that I could probably be this guy. <laughs> that I could be this guy for. one. I'd have to, like, invent Google or something. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. Like... Cultivate tobacco plants. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, because if for some reason cigarettes, Coca-Cola and Oasis... And Harry and Potter. And Harry Potter... Don't exist Don't in exist world. in this world. Which is funny. They're, they're sprinkled through as a as a running gag. Yeah, and it's pretty... And, like, the last one's pretty obvious, but it's still pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a better place, isn't it? A world without Harry Potter. <laughs> Oh, come on, mate. Oh, buddy, fair shake the sauce bottle, mate. Because <laughs> now I'm trying to think, like, what bands I could do it for, and none of, like, none of them would get me famous. That's the thing. The like, Beatles are the, like, Queen, maybe. Yeah, but even then, I don't, I don't know that much Queen. And I, and I, I think that say, We you, Will Rock You, you and uh, things like that, there are certain songs that you could only do because you're already fucking Queen. Yeah, yeah, like, it's like fucking good luck doing Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, and so much of it is is the personality of those characters. So much of it is that you're fucking is Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is something to be said about the Beatles. Like the writing was part of the success. I mean, they were also a pop band. They were pop famous because of who they were. Um, like the Beatles are a bit weird though because they're not like. It didn't. They didn't seem like they were like huge personalities. No. Like you. Like the. They at least now. <laughs> I was they're say. so disconnected from the actual music. Like you know, John, Paul, George, and Ringo as a as a collective, like knowledge thing. But you don't. 
Yeah, you're not thinking, oh... Well, Paul McCartney still makes music, but it's... If, but you, like, if you could... <laughs> well, he writes music a lot still. I yeah, think, yeah. He, as other people sing it, but yeah. he still does. And he was on that, uh, that thing with Rihanna and someone else. I don't know. He was on that one song that was real bad. He played guitar. Sure. He was like actually in the music video and stuff. And it was like, it wasn't a good song. And I don't know why he put his name to it. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I, I couldn't tell you anything about them as people besides no. that, you know, John Lennon's a hippie. <laughs> Was. Was a hippie. Very sad. All right, well, this is probably good. What did you think of them including John Lennon? I really liked it. I did too. So we were with two other people when we saw this. A, a POM in particular. We, yeah. We were with somebody. And who... a South African. And they both were fucking furious. <laughs> and I didn't yeah. get it. I don't understand either. It was too soon or the de- like we shouldn't be depicting him on... Yeah, that it's... um, I don't entirely get it because I think it was just that... Like, it's not like they had him show up and he was now Hitler. Like, Yeah, well, but also it's not like he ever pitched himself as any sort of larger-than-life character, I guess. Like, he was just sort of... I'm just a really chill dude. <coughs> yeah. Like, I, I always thought that that was a big part of why his message was so powerful. Yeah. Is that it was so simple. Well, think about John Lennon's song, Imagine. Mm, yeah. Like, like, it's... It's like, how about we just fucking give a fuck about each other for five minutes? Yeah, on, guys. That was like, his it's not that whole, hard. I was going to say, that was his whole deal. And that's mm. kind of... Well, and that was his role in that... In mm. his interaction with the main character was, uh, I've had a great life and I've been happy. Mm. And, that, and that's what and matters. That's, I that went matters. out and I loved somebody and... Yeah. That's that's all the, that that's the greatest feeling you can have in life. Yeah. And that's more important than anything else. And it, like the music's important, but the music lives on and he like even though he wasn't he didn't get famous for it. Mm. That's not what matters. Mm. Yeah. He didn't need to get famous for it. The music was what matters yeah. as long as he was happy. Yeah. Um and obviously <coughs> I think the thing with um the people we saw it with is mm. the circumstances of John Lennon's death. Mm. Being assassinated, mm. fucking horrible. Yeah, and the, the but I mean, we like our counter arguments to that. You know, we're, like, we we do movies about people who were assassinated all the time, all the time. People who had like bigger political influences than John Lennon. People who um, were, you know, I mean, probably not more famous than, but you know, pe- like there are plenty of people who have died tragically young, and people who have been. Died in, who have died in horrible ways that we still talk about. Why is it bad to show him on film in, in film in particular? Yeah, like, I was more offended by them CGI recreating um, Peter Cushing for um, for the Star Wars movie. Yeah, I think yeah because it's not like they CGI John Lennon. That would uh, that would have upset me. But they cast the guy who looked like he might mm. be an older version of him. And yeah, well, because it's it was like it almost felt like. Um, <coughs> When you recreate somebody, it's like, oh, this person is special, but nothing, so special that we need to recreate them from the dead, but they're also not special enough that we can't recreate them from the dead. Yeah. It's this weird paradox in your head of like, whether these people are valuable or not. Because once, once you can create somebody, they're disposable. Yeah. And so you don't want to be able to do that. And I understand that as a, as a mindset for, well, if anybody else can just be John Lennon. Then John Lennon is disposable, and I'm like, I, I don't agree with it, but I can sort of see how 
because I feel the same way about the CGI character, someone else might be able to feel the same way about the actor. I don't know. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I, I didn't have a problem with it. In fact, I thought it was the most effective turning point they could have had for I that character. I was choked up, man. Me too. It was impactful. Because <sighs> it just... It works because there's a moment... Like, you live in a world where the music... Where the Beatles didn't exist. Mm. But John Lennon got was still happy and still lived a life. So mm. And the music still exists in this world, thanks to the main character. Mm. Um but it still comes from them and then him giving credit to them at the end was like it all built upon his kind of feelings this whole time yeah very well told story yeah well cuz his whole experience with this like it, it i thought it was funny that there was this whole like he he was coming across as this really egotistic person cuz he's mm. saying no these are some of the greatest songs of all time and people think that he's written them so like that was funny um but like i loved this whole moral quandary he was having of, you know, is it okay for me to be taking the credit for this? And these returning characters that seem to recognize the Beatles songs and are sort of haunting him in his dreams. Yeah. Uh, are like really interesting. And like, well, they were interesting because it was such a nice subversion. Yeah. Cause I thought based on the trailer, there's that scene where it's like, where <laughs> James Corden's like, We've got people out the back who say they they wrote it and we're going to bring them out to, yeah. you know, and I'm like, yeah. is that how it's going to end and it's all, what, a prank or, yeah, that's... like, they wrote it back in the day and he's being sued now by the... Just to, yeah, just to see who would, uh, like, like, whether he would do the the, the moral thing or yeah. not. I just wasn't sure how that could work well. It... Yeah, and I'm glad it wasn't that. <laughs> Me too. Um... So the the subversion that these because I thought that's where those people were going yeah were going to come in or they were part of the reason this whole thing happened and he wasn't supposed to remember the Beatles or yeah but that they were just happy that they got to listen to the songs again. yeah like that's so like, nice oh wow especially because like, they wow. found each other yeah like that guy uh, from Russia <laughs> back in the USSR yeah like. Him hearing those songs and like, cause it almost felt like those songs were reminding him that those that they existed, and he was sort of snapped into it. Yeah. At least him being so stunned at them. Um, well, imagine you woke up, the Beatles suddenly didn't exist, and you... then you see this random guy singing, singing the Beatles songs. Yeah, yeah. So you I love you... that he found the the old woman from England. Yeah, and yeah, and then they both together. Just wanted to celebrate having the Beatles back in their lives. Yeah. And, yeah. And the fact that they were the ones who tracked down John Lennon and not the main character... Worked really well. So nice. Yeah. Worked really, really well. Mm. Um, what did you think of... Because it's also... This movie is a rom-com, really. Yeah, there's a, there's a love story involved. Yeah. I was a bit mad. I know you were. Tell... Because uh, we discussed this briefly. Tell the audience why you're mad, and I'll tell you why I actually think it works. <laughs> well, because I think it does work in the context of a film. But there was there's this scene where he basically has to choose between a romance with her and like and and living his old life, um, or being famous. Yeah, and she pretty much gives him an ultimatum, and it, says it straight up is yeah that says that like I can't follow you and I can't be your partner in this um, because movie reasons so 
you just need to give up all of this or um, or lose me. I disagree. It's because movie reasons, though. It, it is because movie reasons. Well, e- everything is because movie reasons. The Beatles don't exist anymore because movie reasons. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> fine because it facilitates telling a good story. This just facilitated artificial drama. <laughs> I don't, here's the thing. She doesn't want to go live in America. She wants to continue being a school teacher. It's actually completely reasonable for her to go, I don't want to go and do those things. She, now, yeah, that's know- fine. Then don't be together. If your yeah. goals are more important than the relationship, then don't have the relationship. I know, but that's what she was saying. She's like... like but that's not what she was saying. Yes, she, she's No, saying- she was saying, are your goals more important than the relationship? And he's going, well, yes and no, and I'm really torn up about it. And she's going, right, well, it's no then, bye. Like, no, well, she's like, well, you have to decide. Like, that's but, what it is. But it was almost like she didn't care. That the relationship wasn't... To her, his goals weren't important. I don't think that's true. I think it's more... So when they were together, it was just them on their own doing their thing. And she Mm. always saw the potential in him and thought he could be successful. Mm. But suddenly that success has taken him away and destroyed that dynamic. It didn't have to, though. Except it kind of, like, in this kind of circumstances, that dynamic is going to change as he gets more success. Unless... Mm. He limits his success. That's just... Like, when you become that level of successful, your life changes. It just does. Yeah. So, either she makes compromises because she thinks the relationship is worth it to to help, you know, to, to follow his dreams, um, or he makes, consequen- he makes concessions for her. And that's fine. But she was completely unwilling to budge when he's literally the Beatles. Like... What she, crazy but, person? Because she can't love him that much if being the Beatles isn't attractive enough to her. You say that though, because in this world, the Beatles is not the Beatles. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying that because he's <laughs> the most famous person in the world, and she goes, "Like I, I, I love him X amount, and his success improves that that attraction by X amount and neither of that is worth me giving up this teaching gig I have in fucking some bumfuck nowhere little English town. She could she could teach anywhere. She could live on his salary and not have to do a damn thing ever. She chooses her life over his and refuses to make any concessions for it. So fuck her. You, you, why, why would you stay with a person like that? Well, because... Well... Because you but, love them, yes, but no, <laughs> but 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 the other way is her making concessions for him and him making no concessions for her. But the concessions that she has to make is getting freedom and money. That is a pretty fucking <coughs> sweet deal. But also not necessarily what she wants. Maybe she likes living in a small town, being close to her friends and family. That's that's fine. But again, if that's the concession she's not willing to make. Then, then I don't think that's a person worth staying with. I wouldn't stay with a person like that, and he was right to leave. Well, I mean, fair enough. Because if this, except clearly, he, he it, thought if it was it a was movie about it. her pursuing her dreams, he would be a bad person for holding her back. Uh, yeah, but his mm, it's tricky though as well though because his success is built on the back of a lie. It's not a lie. Uh, he made those songs. He didn't plagiarise those songs. He brought those songs into the world. 
Yes. How do we know that John, Paul, George, and Ringo w- weren't a victim to the same thing in our actual timeline? You don't know no, because there's true. no functional difference, so it doesn't matter. That's true. It's true. So that that's the reason the romance annoyed me. I loved her as a character. She was so cool. Yeah. Like, you totally got the chemistry between these characters, and you believed that they cared about each other. Yeah. I just don't understand why it was, yes, but we can never be together. Oh, you're just too rich and famous and popular and talented. I can't have that in my life. I can't give up my mediocrity for that. Oh. Cal, you, you, it was soapbox drama. Talking about losing freedom, though, like you, you're not losing freedom. Yes, you are gaining us, freedom and money. The wealthiest people in the world can't walk down the street without being surrounded by people. She didn't need to be harassed. a celebrity. She needed to live off his wage. Yeah, but she would have been known as the girlfriend of the Beatles guy. Sure, she could choose to not be. There's ways around this. Yeah, and it was to stay at home. That's fine. But again. Why, why would you? And I don't. But be- I don't believe the drama that was caused by that. It, it took me out of the film. Fair enough. They were really cool characters, though, and I mm. love the way they interacted with each other. <sighs> How did you like Ed Sheeran? Ed Sheeran was a great. Sure, it was a great like, character. Like refreshing <coughs> moment in the in a lot of these films, in a lot of the scenes that he was in, like. Um... Normally, I don't like it when a movie puts like real world culturally relevant stuff in because that makes me feel like it's going to date the film but it totally fits as a comparison yes. here because you're rem- because you're altering our reality mm. by removing the Beatles having real life musician Ed Sheeran in there mm. counterbalances the weirdness mm. by having it by making it very real and I love comparing Ed Sheeran's style of writing to the Beatles style of writing <laughs> because mm. Ed Sheeran is so overridden. Hey, dude. <laughs> See, that's a... F- I, I, I didn't even like that scene. I don't know why that was in the film, but that's fine. I get why it's... I don't know, but... Pretty funny, though. It's it's okay. But like, I, I love the, the thing where they had a, a song write off, and he's talking about penguins as a metaphor for love, and via penguins, he was talking about flying and, and airplanes and runways and, and all this. Like, there was... Six degrees of separation between what he was actually trying to say yeah. and the things he was literally saying. Because Ed Sheeran overwrites all his songs. And he knows that he does. And that's funny. And yeah, then he- and like, I like Ed Sheeran a lot. I, I like most of his music. Yeah, but it's a very particular style yes, of is. cryptic, overwritten craziness a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, so, well, he was a real good sport, clearly, doing this as totally. well. Totally. Because he just copped the... Well, because... <coughs> saying that you're bigger than the Beatles is like saying that the, you're bigger than Jesus. Yeah. It's just not, you can't really do Jesus it. Jesus wouldn't dare say he was bigger <laughs> than the Beatles. Boosh. Um, but yeah, so I love that scene where the main character, I can't remember his name now, um, comes out and plays that song, <coughs> which I don't even know. But it was yeah. just so simply written compared yeah. to that overcomplicated, overstuffed Ed Sheeran song. Yeah. And then for Ed Sheeran to go, now nah, look, I know when someone's better than me. And I thought he was just going to go and jump off a building. It, like, he, <laughs> I was a little worried he, about he that He looked too. fucking devastated with, without, like, he looked like someone who was devastated. He, he acted that well and I wasn't expecting him to be able to perform that. Yeah. Like, you could tell the, the utter broken-hearted despair going on under the surface. Yeah. Um, 
but he kept up a, a relatively happy, jovial thing and said, someone should probably have sex with him before he becomes too famous. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go kill myself. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was, it was cool. It was. Yeah, it was really good. I'm trying to think what else. I, I think there was a little bit of arrogance here about, like, I don't want to say the Beatles aren't that good. Because um, they are. But, like, there there was definitely some songs there that I don't think would become hits now. Yeah, you probably... Uh, but there were songs possibly. that he avoided, too. Like, there were songs that, like... Like, he wasn't going to come out with Yellow Submarine or Octopus's Garden. Because no. they, they weren't going to become big hits at any point. I don't know. No. <laughs> well, and, you know, he... They're slightly different. They're, like... Rather than being, like, a pop band, it's a one-man band. Yeah. For a lot of it instead. Yeah. So they're a little, you know, they're mm. a little bit more modern there. It's like if Ed Sheeran was the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's going on? Yeah. What did you think of the, um, the roadie character? The, the stoner guy? I thought, like, initially I'm, like, annoying. Yeah. And then as it went along, I'm like, I like him a lot. I'm glad they kept him in yeah. the end. Because you were thinking he was going to be such this one-note character. Yeah. He, yeah. He but then, like, around. again, that moment he had with the main guy, and he's mm. like, um, you've given my life meaning. Like, mm. oh, shit. Yeah, but well, like, cause that was a bit of that was a bit over-dramatized in the he sense that, like... He was clearly like, drunk. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, it was definitely an I love you, man sort of speech. Yeah. That was going to happen. Um, but, like, there is... I, I liked this idea of, like, he was doing something that was, like by a lot of people's moral standards, are the wrong thing to do. Yes. But it was causing so much good in the world. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, so the Beatles didn't exist in this world, but yet their music will still live on. Mm. And him bringing people the happiness that the Beatles brought is important. Yeah. And, and then the lives of the people around him that he directly affects with his actions were made better. Like, those people's lives were improved. Ultimately, everyone's lives were improved, yeah. Mm. But him doing this thing that you could argue is objectively a bad thing to do. Yeah. And, like, I, I, like that level of moral quandary is never fully explained. Like, never definitively stated as a good or a bad thing. Even though the main character can't live with the guilt in the end. Well, yeah, and, but, like, he takes the best action possible. Yeah, he does. Um, morally, anyway. Like, like, taking the music away from... Well, I I just from from the greedy record company. Yeah, I mean, which I, is in of itself a little bit of a it, wink nudge well, at the Beatles' actual music that didn't belong to them. Yeah, um, and then Michael Jackson owned for a long time. Uh, I think his estate still owns a heap of it. I thought it all slipped into the public domain. No, I don't think so, because the public domain stuff keeps getting pushed back because of Walt Disney. But that's for film. It's actually different from music. Okay, I thought it was the same sort of thing with um, it is, but copyright copyright, copyright for everything changes. Let's do a quick Google search. The Beatles public domain. Uh, let's have a look. Oh no, no, they do not. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm pretty sure it's. It's still owned by somebody. Otherwise, a movie like this probably wouldn't get made. Like, w- either would have been made earlier, or like, I don't know. It. This is either a big cash grab for somebody, um, or it's. Um, 
Uh, apparently in Europe, mm-hmm. the, the copyright law states that any song released after January 1st, 1963 won't become public domain for 70 years. Right, so but a lot of their stuff falls before it. Only their first album. So oh, their okay. first album's in the public domain in Europe. Yeah. Um, Which I is think. interesting. I wonder how much of this, this <coughs> movie used songs from their first album and not songs from the later albums. I would hazard a guess and say this movie made by Universal Studios. Oh, well. Um, the music... Oh, yeah, look at that. Universal Music yeah. owns the, cu- <laughs> the current... Uh, yeah, so it's totally Beatles. fine. Yeah. yeah. So it's a cash grab for somebody. Well, which is fine. movies just are. Well, yeah, that is how capitalism works. But yes. <laughs> and, that, and that's fine. It's just... I don't know, like, this This wasn't something that was finally made by an independent studio who'd been sitting on this script for ages and couldn't make it because they were the songs weren't going into the public domain. It's... No, no. But it still might have been a little independent production house that had the script and the script was bought by Universal. Like, yeah. You know. Yeah, that's fine. i got no problem with the reasoning behind any of these movies getting made. Who would have thought, like, obviously, Avengers Endgame, but other than Endgame, Child's Play and Yesterday were the best movies of the year. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the top three at the moment for me. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm because fuck the movies that we have seen. Some of them have been fucking hot garbage. Yeah. Um, like I don't know why we've seen the movies we have seen when we skipped the movies we have skipped. I don't know. I mean, I do know why we didn't see Toy Story four because <laughs> I haven't seen Toy Story three. What? <laughs> that shit's up your alley. You love that shit. Uh, it's so... It, the Toy Story 4 trailer looks actively bad. It does. Toy Story 3 is actually good. Yeah, I'm fine. I believe it. <coughs> I don't really know why I've seen Toy Story 2. It would have just been on, like, uh, like, a rainy day movie that they showed us at school. I don't know why you... You love children's things. Yeah. And yeah. more family films, but... I think it's just because... Have you seen the... There's a video essay, I can't remember who did it, uh, about how all Pixar movies are about the same thing. They're about becoming redundant and old things being replaced by new things. Uh, How, like, that's just... That's the story of Toy Story. That's the story of Up. That's the story of, like, a whole bunch of these... Of of Inside Out, of all these Pixar movies. There are a lot of Pixar movies that follow that. Yeah. Mm. And I I think that's sort of... Hasn't, it didn't, all. like, break my enjoyment of it, but it just feels uh, like I, I don't have... doesn't really follow that. I don't know. I mean, I guess Wally himself is kind of redundant, but mm. that's not really what the story's about. Mm. I don't know. Uh, it just feels like I don't have anything to gain out of watching another Toy Story movie. It's like, I get it, I know what these characters are, I know what they're trying to tell me. Yeah. Unless you're going to do something new and different with it, besides the existential horror that is the Sporky, the... <laughs> That is yeah. you know, being able to create a toy and give it life like that. I was going to say, she creates life. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I highly recommend Yesterday. Yes, I uh, absolutely do. We've spoiled a lot of it for you, but I don't think that'll take away your enjoyment. No, I mean... But also tweet us, what did you think of Yesterday? Yeah, definitely. And and just tell your friends to go and check it out. Cause yeah. If you're a Beatles fan, if you're just a music fan of any sort of... Any sort... Yeah, you'll, you'll like this film. Um, anything else? No, that's it, man. I have a quick plug to make. Oh, okay. Um, well, obviously the video shop at video shop pod tweet yeah, us, sure. <coughs> um, and the video shop dot com dot au mm-hmm. where you can find all our content. Yep. Uh, I go on a lot about how I have a degree in screenwriting. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of getting that degree, we made a web series. Okay. Um, you 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 appeared in the crowd in it. I did. Yeah. 
Uh, that's finally being uploaded to the internet. Oh. The first episode goes up when this episode goes up. Okay, cool. Um, it's being uploaded to a channel on YouTube called Crispy Yogurt Productions. Okay. Follow them on Facebook. They're a trio of directors. Um, they've got another web series that I also worked on. Um, this one that's about to come out was pitched by me and mm-hmm. my co-pitcher Millie Holton, who's been on the podcast. Yep. Um, and has done her own podcast and stuff in the past. Yep. And, uh, we pitched it and then I was part of the art department on it. Yep. And yeah, we, we got another web series coming out <coughs> soon as well. And one of the directors I worked on his film as a art department assistant. So cool. So go um, check them out. If you want to see the stuff that Sam is tangentially linked to. Hey, I was actively... Well, go check them out. They're, they're three very talented directors. Crispy Yogurt Productions. But I am... I've been involved in a lot of their productions. So, if you want to see the kind of stuff I get up to when I'm not talking into a microphone, that is it. Cool. Nicely done. See you, nerds. Yes. See you, nerds. See yes. you, nerds. Bye, nerds. No. You, no. Sorry. Gross. Sorry. See you, nerds. Bye.